It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Welcome to the Adam Catterall TalkSport Daily Podcast. That sounds much better than that other fella's name in there, doesn't it? He's off, by the way, so you're going to have to put up with me uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, It was a dramatic match last night between England and Bulgaria. To start, let's hear how it all unfolded on TalkSport. Barkley involved. The edge of the other penalty area. Finds Rashford. Rashford has done really well. He's dropped... The uh, defender on his backside and fires one into the top right-hand corner quite brilliantly. What a start for England. Well, they were fairly subdued until the start of the game. Both of the anthems were were booed, which was uh, not good to see. And there has been booing of England players, in particular Tyrone Mings and Marcus Rashford. Henderson to Trippier, back to Sterling towards the edge of the penalty area. Little give and go and Sterling is in. It's Raheem Sterling and it's put in for two by Ross Barkley at the far post. Sorry, there is an announcement taking place over the public address at the moment and the boos from the Bulgarian supporters are getting louder and louder. So it seems that is the warning which has been given to the Bulgarian supporters on the advice of the referee and the match delegate and part one of that protocol has now been observed and the mood of the Bulgarian supporters as a result has darkened significantly. It's in for Harry Kane who squares it for Sterling and there is number four. Well the referee Ivan Bibek has come across to this near side now and he and the fourth official are talking to Gareth Southgate. The volume of the booing now increases all around the Bulgarian sections of the stadium. Kane will be able to pick it up, he's beaten one, he's beaten another, goalkeeper comes out and he has Score. It's a comfortable win for England. They're only a point away now from Euro 2020. But the 6-0 scoreline isn't what anybody will remember tonight in Sofia 4. More racist abuse of England players. The adherence of UEFA protocol. The game at least did get to the end. But UEFA have to have a long, hard look at exactly what has happened tonight. After the match, our man Nigel Adderley caught up with the England manager Gareth Southgate here's what he had to say first of all how difficult tonight was that for you and your players well extremely difficult for the players Um, I think we prepared as well as we could for it we um, sadly we knew this might happen there were two things the players had to deal with. They were going into the game the possibility that what happened off the pitch might happen and the fact that we were on the back of a hugely disappointing result and we had to put a performance on the field as well that um, got us back on track and so 
for all of the players and all of the staff. The last week has been an incredibly difficult challenge. Um, but I'm hugely proud of the way they dealt with everything before, during and after the game. How close were you to coming off just before half-time? Yeah, very close. Um, and I know that for some people what we've done won't be enough. Um, but we were in an impossible situation where we couldn't keep everybody else happy. We had to do what we felt was right for this group of players. The players wanted to stay on the pitch. Um, they wanted to get to half-time. We were in contact with the referee all of the time through that period. And I have to say, he dealt brilliantly with what was an incredibly difficult situation. Um, all of the players felt we get to half-time. And then the half-time, we, we, you know, tactical went out the window. We discussed what we would do if, in the instance of something else happening. The reality is that if, if we were going to come off the pitch, um, then it was very unlikely we were going to go back onto it um, and, and checked that everybody was happy with that process. You had Greg Clark and the rest of the FA delegation virtually stood with you for the second half. Did that really epitomise how everybody was, was united tonight? Yeah, we as an organisation, I think um, when we had finished the evening in Montenegro, we really felt we had to prepare extremely well for tonight's game. Um, and right the way through the FA were fully on board with what we wanted to do as a, as a team of players and staff um, so we couldn't have been better supported in that area And of course I'm obviously on the sports bar with Jason Cundy and we got stuck in to what we just witnessed in the England versus Bulgaria game you don't get any change going forward without pioneers, without guys being brave, without people sticking their head above, above the parapet, without people throwing away the, what might happen, the consequences that might happen, when you're going to get points deducted, whether you're going to get thrown out of competitions. There's certain things in life that are bigger than football. And I know there's a sports radio station that's saying that right now. might sound absolutely bonkers, but it is. There was a moment this evening where the England players, for me, should have gone. And that was the first moment. Never mind two strikes, three strikes. What's that all about? Saying that, oh, well, you're diluting the problem. You're diluting what you believe the problem of racism to be. It's a massive problem. It's not just a football problem. I'm not throwing the, the book at just football. This is a societal problem. But football is a massive platform. It's such a huge thing globally that it could have made a massive statement tonight. And there's no bigger statement than the England national football team going, right, we're not having this. We are off. Look, tonight was a very, very grim night for football, but I'm incredibly proud to be English, incredibly proud of Gareth Southgate, incredibly proud of Raheem Sterling, Rashford, Mings, Harry Kane, all of those players out there, because that, I know how I felt sitting there watching it, and I know how I feel right now, and to have, to have dealt with it the way that we did, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we were magnificent, because we, that was a bear pit there, some of the some of the, the you mentioned there about the, the chanting, the racist uh, noises. I mean, the Nazi salute. I, I mean that 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 could that could be named to anyone. I mean that the, the Jewish community, the, yeah. anyone that you go go back and know what that actually means. You'd have to be black. That is an insult to anyone. Mm -hmm. And I felt that that we went about it exactly the right way because you can't. Is the pro can't, hang on? Is the protocol right? Let's yes, like well, okay. Let me ask you that right. It's right for now. You can't go in there having agreed with UEFA what we were going to do and then make your own laws up as it happens. You can't but, do that. But it's the FA that agreed that. 
The players didn't agree that. The FA did. Listen, I am proud of those boys because, like, you, like you've just said, they have they've been asked to do something by the FA, and they've done that, and they've done it in an incredible, vociferous uh, situation. You know, like you, you mentioned the word burp, it was it was absolutely boiling down there, especially in that first half. But if you look back through history and the times of watershed moments where where things change bet for the better of the future, all right? For me, again, me and you are both white guys doing this show, right? But for me, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, racism is a no from point one. There's one strike. There's not a two strike and a three strike and then you ever might you give them a £2,000 fine. Okay, but, but, it's uh, right, bang, but, straight but, away. Yeah, but that's, that, you can't go making your own laws up. Got, Why not? Because, I, because I'm not so sure that that is the right way to go about it right now. Let's turn our attention towards the breakfast show. Alan Brazil, Ray Parler, in cahoots. And one of their guests was a man that's familiar to a show that I do on a Saturday evening. Fight night here on TalkSport. Kicks off normally around about nine o'clock. Just thought I'd give it a little bit of a plug. But Frank Warren rocked up to talk to the boys about this Tyson Fury fiasco going into the WWE. Now, I know you've got your opinions. I know you've got your opinions. But it's marketing genius, isn't it, Frank? What can you say? It's, uh, he went out there to watch it, and next minute he's involved in it. It's unbelievable. But um, listen, that's Tyson. He, uh, he's, he's addicted to the gym. He's supposed to be taking a rest and taking it easy. But he's uh, decided that he wants to, to do this, and he's going to do it. I was going to say, could it, you know, could we get... What? No, no, we couldn't. I was going to say, could we get an injury? Could the eye open up again? But they don't Please touch God. each other. Look, 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 listen, I've seen WWE... WWE fighters get in, you know, get uh, cuts, it's, you know, and it's the nature of contact sports, isn't it, or contact, whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, it could happen, and I prefer that he didn't do it, it, it as you say, it could jeopardise his uh, boxing career, but he's doing it, and he's, he's his own man, he's pr- probably following in the footsteps of Ali years ago, who fought mm. the Japanese wrestler, and I think even Mike Tyson did a mixed martial arts uh, thing years ago, so it, that, that's it, he's decided, but in some ways, I suppose it's, uh, it's keeping, keeping his Keeping him focused, in, you know, and keeping fit and well. Frank, did he discuss it with you before he uh, he chose to do it, or did he say no? no I'm doing he didn't. it. No. no, he didn't. He's done it. He discussed it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's done it. I, you know, look, as I say, I'd be I'd be a liar if I said I was pleased with it. You know, I'd prefer him not to do it, but he's doing it. Mm. That's it. But you know, being his manager and promoter, you obviously get a cut of the purse. We hope. No, I'm not even looking at that. I'm, you know, uh, even if I was getting a cut of the purse, I wouldn't be. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm involved with him for boxing, not for wrestling. Wow, well, I find it amazing. But, well, yeah. I think it's his profile as well, Frank, isn't it? I mean, uh, everyone's looking at profiles and how can I out my profile? And certainly, yeah. if he does well in the WWE, he will up his profile. Well, the the, the, uh, the, the whatever they what we call in boxing, the face off. I don't know what they call it in wrestling. Four and a half million people watched it already. Paul Hawksby here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Time to check in with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer, who are also joined by Danny Murphy. And on the phones, the one and only Mr. Jermaine Defoe came in for a little bit of a chinwag, speaking, of course, about working with Stevie G up at Ibrox and the fact that he's open to an England call-up still. I'm loving it, as you could probably, as, as you could tell. Um, just the whole, the whole, the whole environment, like the club, everyone at the football club, you know, from like, like the women in the canteen that have been there for like 30 years, like the kit man, Jimmy, who tells me all the stories of all the legends that play for the club, like all the players, the squad that we've got, the manager and staff, like the fans, um, of course, the special fans there. So I'm, I'm loving it. It's been it's been amazing. I mean, in the short time you've been there, Jermaine, can, can, can you honestly say that you've fallen in love with this club? Yeah. 100%. I'm not, I'm not just saying it because, like, it's something that you need to say. I think, I think, I think you can tell, to be honest. I mean, with how it's gone and, like... Um, you know, just a, like I mentioned before, just whole atmosphere. But like, it's just an amazing football club. And, I, and even when I've always known, I've said, I've said many times that I've always known that Rangers is a massive club. But I just feel blessed that you know, at the back end of my career, to get an opportunity to, to play for another massive club like that, it's, it's, it's really special. Ball in from Milner, Defoe, England lead, England have a goal. Jermaine, I know he's going with youth, but this is why I love you. If if Southgate was to suddenly say to you, Jermaine, come back, you would do it, wouldn't you? 100% at 37, 100%. <laughs> of course I would. I've, I've, I mean, I've always, I've always loved playing for my country, representing my country. It's the, I mean, it's the best feeling in the world, putting that, putting that shirt on, um, something that you dream of as a kid. And I suppose that at any age, even, when, even probably when I'm retired, I'm about 40 plus, I, I, I still probably want to still play for England and that. But it's just, uh, to be honest, it's just nice to see all these youngsters come through. Um, and you really want them to do well. Um, and, you know, there's so many good players at the minute. Um, so many good players at the minute and even players that weren't in the squad you know so many young ones coming through and it's, it's, it's exciting The new Glory Hunters podcast is available to download the latest edition is an Anglo-Scottish affair as Celtic with team captain Natalie Sawyer and comedian Susie McCabe in their lineup take on Newcastle United with the Magpies represented by skipper Bob Mills and sports broadcaster Lindsay Hipgrave here Lindsay and Bob show their disdain on football fans supporting a second club. Is that supposed to be aimed at me, being my man from Blackburn that only goes and watches Manchester City? I'd tell you something, they saw me coming, didn't they? Here they are. Bye. 
ban it, outlaw it. This is something that I've really noticed since I've been living in the South, the amount of people who have two teams. They've got a Premier League team and they've got an EFL team. There's a lot of Brighton fans that I know who have another Premier League team, which stems from when Brighton were really struggling. And obviously Brighton have now come good and risen from the ashes. And then it's like, well, what do you do when Brighton are now playing your other team, like Arsenal or Tottenham? Who do you support? Mm. It's ridiculous. You've put yourself in that situation. I don't think I should have two husbands. Well, so why would I have two football teams? You can't love both, not properly. I wish I did support another team at times. It might I cheer me up. I thought you were going to say we should have two husbands there. Yeah? <laughs> I might have had times as well. <laughs> I, I believe it's the one thing that unites all football teams is a hatred of that. It's just very quickly, if you told someone that when you were young you got married and you maybe had a kid and but it didn't work out and you very amicably split up and, and, and you moved on and you now have another family and, and you love them and, and you've got kids there. People will accept that. Yeah. We all know people whose life that is and we all accept. But if you say, yeah, I used to be a season ticket one, but I, I support this other team now. You, well, then you're scum. And you should be sensitive. H&J, we're being H&J, talking about the wacky stories of the week. Here we go. Friend of the show, a talk sport listener, uh, Mark Carter, uh, he sent out a tweet the other day. He said, on the bench of a Hardwick AFC today, but also asked by my gaffer to bring my plumbing kit in as there's a leak in the referee's room. <laughs> really? It's great. Two for the price well, of one. that's fair enough, isn't so it? So great football. He couldn't plumbers. charge a call-out. You know, he, well, he should have done. I'd like to you know, definitely call out fee marks. Uh, save your subs, definitely. Now, Olivia Coleman, she's going to be playing the queen. She's not a plumber, is she? She's not a plumber, no. really, I wouldn't be surprised. She's that t- I wouldn't be surprised if, um, what's her name, who does flea bag? <laughs> Uh, Phoebe Wallace. I won't be, she's Phoebe prob- Wallace. Phoebe Wallace who? Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if she, she's Corgi registered. She seems to have, she's just a complete polymath, isn't she? She's She'll brilliant. be a heating engineer and a plumber, I'm guessing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, Olivia Coleman's husband, Possibly who not, isn't yeah. a plumber. He oh, is, yeah. Uh, he pinched a roll of toilet paper from Buckingham Palace. Yeah. And you often hear this story of people doing stuff like that, but you think... Well, it's not that amusing, really. I mean, what about the next person who used the toilet? <laughs> it's all very probably... well for Olivia Coleman's husband to walk away and say, look at this, I've got the palace news... Uh, not newspaper. <laughs> well, it might be newspaper. <laughs> Do you think the Queen? The Queen is of a generation. Of the Daily Star. Yeah, I thought you were going to say then. Sheets of the, <coughs> sheets of the Daily Star, you yeah, said, didn't well, you? No. Okay, just for a moment. Yes. You're working on the basis that the Queen only has one roll of toilet paper in Buck House. Well, there might be. I mean, no, I, no, there wouldn't be, Andy. There might be. There's not. There's probably about yeah, ten you, in every toilet. What, isn't you there? reckon, do you? Well, perhaps he took more than one. I've no idea, really. Yeah. John Barrowman is a part of a group that we think we've read about this before. They charge, you can go along and you charge for selfies, apparently. They were talking about this on breakfast this morning. John Barrowman was feeling fabulous after earning an estimated £100,000 from selfies with fans. Uh, he says he's been charging people up to £60 per person. In two days, the entertainer had 2,000, I don't know how they know this, 2,119 snaps taken at the London Film and Comic Convention. You, can, you should do meet and greet, Tandy. I'll, I'll be your agent. I'll take. I'll just. Skim, I'm about one pound fifty. Ask him ten percent off the top. Meet and. But the thing is, you're not a great greeter, are you? I could see somebody coming up and mm. saying, "Oh, Chelsea were rubbish on Saturday," and you sort of, you know, you no, give him a, give I'm a mouthful of. Very him. nice when I meet people. Yeah, no, you are, I suppose. But I was I mean, out in recently that... in a restaurant, and uh, oh, yeah. a bloke saw me, and he contacted me on social media afterwards and said to me, oh, I saw you, were you in this restaurant? And I said, yeah. yeah. So I said, why don't you come over and say hello? He said, oh, I didn't think you'd like that. 
The drive was hosted by Danny Kelly and alongside him was Jamie O'Hara, the perfect person to be speaking about the James Madison situation because he's got a few anecdotes himself as Jamie. Oh, yes. Wasn't all plain sailing his career, was it, boy? Here's a little anecdote. We've all done it. We do silly things. I've done more than my fair share of stupid things. And, uh, yeah, I actually... Um, I took a day off once. I wasn't involved. I was the time when Wolves were trying to get rid of me. I took a day off. Uh, phoned in sick. So you, you pulled a sickie, as yeah, we pull, say in the pulled trade, a, yeah. pulled a sickie. Um, and then I got pictured at Chester Races with, uh, with a pint in my hand. <laughs> so that went down like a lead uh, balloon. Jamie, what part of you thought this wasn't going to happen? Did, I don't know. <laughs> you know, for some reason at the time, I thought I was, you know... Invisible, Invisible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got done and I got fined heavily for it. So I paid the penalty, got on with it, and you learn from your mistakes. Madison, the one thing with England now is we've had it before with previous managers and previous players become celebrities and become big people. Now Gareth Southgate has kind of moved all that away, and he's got a young squad of players who you know are, are setting examples and are not getting you're not seen in the papers they're not out you know Deli Ali's one of them ones who get seen in the papers he's been bombed out of the squad examples Harry Kane you never see him out you never see him pictured so Madison has got to quickly learn very quickly you want to be part of Southgate's England team you can't be doing silly things like being seen in a casino when England are playing and of course, it was another manic night on the midnight train to madness. All aboard! I've got some questions for you. I, I, I uh, came on last year with a uh, like a question thing called either or either, but I'll call it rather. Right. All right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're questions. They're sort of you know, would you either or either or you know, rather. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Is this a game? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go on. We'll play. Right. Along. We'll play along. Yeah. Would you rather? Uh, punk, uh, no, that's it, yeah. Dried roasted nuts or prunes in custard? <laughs> <laughs> dried roasted... What do you mean, dry roasted nuts? What am I doing with we, dry roasted nuts? We, we, all like, we all like a bit of prune in a custard, don't we? In the sun do we? too long. <laughs> we all like our prunes. Too long. Do you like a prune in your custard? Ah, I love prunes in custard. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan. No? No, no, no. I prefer my prunes away. I think away. Dino is. I like, no, I like my prunes away from my custard. I don't no, no no I don't no I don't want my I don't want my custard on my prunes. What was the other option? To <laughs> just dry roasted nuts. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan no. of dry roasted nuts. Give me one more, yeah. Mark. Give me one more. All right then. It might it, it can misconstrued, okay? Hmm. Frilly gills or a shiny blowhole. <laughs> just, just, just repeat that. <laughs> Frilly gills yeah. or a shiny blowhole. What would you prefer, Jeff? What do you prefer? <laughs> I like my prawns and custard still. I'm going to go for prawns and custard. Yeah. yeah. That was another TalkSport daily podcast with me, Adam Catterall. I'll be back same time tomorrow. There's live football on TalkSport 2 tonight as Switzerland face the Republic of Ireland. Otherwise, I'll see you back here tomorrow. And you can also hear me with Jason Cundy on the sports bar from 10 o'clock. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.